All right. Welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans. We bring you Michigan football each and every week. My name is Caleb, and with me as always is Craig. And uh, we are here to bring you Penn State versus Michigan preview. Uh, Craig, how uh, well, it still is technically. How's your Halloween day been? Yeah. You need some like scary music, man. Like eating, eating some candy, man. Digging through the kids' candy. There you go. <laughs> right. Yep. It's all about the kids' candy, man. Just go through it all. You know, pick out what you want. Pick out yours. You know. And then you just and you leave the, the crappy candy alone. So, um, you got you got yourself a crappy candy that you just won't eat that you think is disgusting. Like I, one that you just go, man, that's just nasty. I um will have to go with, and I know that it's it seems like it's kind of fifty fifty on this, but I have never liked candy corn. <laughs> You're one of those. Yep, I am one of those. So. Yeah, it's like it causes divisions man, between friends, family, right? Oh, yeah. Things get serious. Yeah, I get serious. Man. Yeah, and, you you know, me and our good friend Brandon both like it. So yeah, we, we stand up for it. We root for it. <laughs> hey, go for it, man. If I ever get any, you can take all the candy corner again. I don't know if anybody in my uh, family likes it, but... This does present a good opportunity for uh, Did You Know, though? No. So, because our our fun facts, our interesting facts, the things you never knew, never heard before, well, hopefully. We try to find the weird ones. We try to make it entertaining. This is how we uh, try to start all our regular episodes. So, I bring you a Halloween one theme this, this episode. Excellent. Um... And actually, I I saw this uh, posted somewhere else, so maybe other people have seen it too. But did you know that originally jack-o'-lanterns were not made from pumpkins? Yeah, I knew that. And there are three main things that they list that they were originally made out of. Do you know one of the three? Um, hmm, Man, I just know they weren't made out of pumpkins. Okay. For, now, now, I think I heard another thing, too. I know that they were not originally pumpkins. But I think I heard a fourth item that they were made out of. But the three that I have found that uh, are most popularly referenced are turnips, beets, and potatoes. Oh, okay. So, right. yeah, there potato- you go. When I heard the potatoes. Yeah, I feel like I would much rather carve a potato than a pumpkin. Pump. I, I like the fall. I like this time of year. I like the festivities and candy and whatever, costume parties, all that sorts of stuff. But carving pumpkins, first of all, I'll rather paint a pumpkin than carve it. Then, But also, secondly, I if you ask, do you want to do anything with a pumpkin? I would be like, no. No, thanks. I, I don't care that much about the whole pumpkin sh- shenanigans. Yeah. All that, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a pain in the butt, and you got all that gut stuff in the middle, and it's just nasty. And 
Yeah. No, it's a lot of work for nothing, I think. Yeah, it's not. It's just not really my thing. So. Yep. Yeah, I know. It's uh, it's kind of gross. So. Yeah. And then they rot, and then they smell, and yeah. And you spend money, and they're expensive, right. and they just sit there, and they rot, and they die, and I'm just like, oh, whatever, come on. So. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. Right. Uh, well, I do have. Uh, let's get into the football talk, though. Because uh, I feel like we have plenty to talk about because there are some things. We're coming off the bye week, so we didn't do two episodes last week. Uh, we are kind of doing two episodes this week because of the college football playoff rankings. Uh, if you didn't hear that episode, that episode was one before this. Um, but we're going to be talking about um, Michigan hosting, uh, number five Michigan hosting number 14 uh, Penn State. And I do believe that's the playoff rankings. Sorry, I mean, I have to double check to make sure. Yeah, because, yep, that's the playoff rankings. I always want to make sure that that's right. So, uh, which Michigan right now is favored by 10.5, 345 this coming Saturday. Uh, a couple of things that I forgot to mention before that uh, in wrapping up last week. Uh, a couple of things I want to share is I did a quick poll on who people thought was going to win the Big Ten West division and this was before the games this past weekend and uh the winner was 39 percent for iowa 28 for wisconsin then 21 for purdue and then in the last place was 12 percent for northwestern which northwestern wound up beating wisconsin and is in the sole lead for the big 10 west Mm, so interesting little thing there for uh what people think was going to transpire and northwestern stays atop the division for at least two weeks because they play notre dame this week so they won't take a uh there's no chance at a conference loss so right right little tidbit uh and then there was another one that i uh, wanted to bring up and discuss hopefully as briefly as possible Uh, i know it was a big discussion there for a little while but we talked about uh, Jim Harbaugh's biggest win after the Wisconsin game. Right. And uh, I I put a poll out there, got uh, some feedback from some people on it and everything. Obviously, I, I'll say this quickly, and then I kind of want to ask it to you. I would easily, or I feel like I would say easily, put the Michigan recent Michigan State win as Jim Harbaugh's biggest win now because it was a ranked team on the road, a really good run defense. Yeah. Um, and then of course the rivalry and the things that just feed into and, and, and the whole dialogue of not being able to beat the rivals and things like that. So I know it was after the fact, after we talked about that, but I would put Michigan state as Jim Harbaugh's biggest win now. Yeah, I agree because you know, and that, you know, that bad blood between those two and those coaches don't like each other whatsoever. And there's a lot of, um, and then that whole pregame thing that happened was just, you know, there's there's been all kinds of things happening with this team. And then Jim Harbaugh's record against uh, – look, I said in the beginning of the year, you can't go this in this this year and not beat uh, Coach D'Antonio. You just can't. And um, it, it just doesn't bode well. It just will show a lot of Michigan fans too that Coach D'Antonio is a better coach than Harbaugh, which is – I don't think it's true whatsoever, but that's what this year was kind of coming down to, and I think that was a, just a huge win for Michigan and a huge win for our players. I think I think our players, you can tell with the team spirits, where it's just 
they're skyrocketing now. They know how to win now. Oh yeah, and they're uh, they're getting into it. The uh, they've got that extra grit, that extra fight to them. It, it was great to see. I know there was all the antics, and we talked about it uh, a bit and everything. So I don't think that we need to really uh, go into that right. um, again because we've already talked about somewhat. Um, but I do want to say I, I did a poll to for people, and I I wanted to mention this to share what people shared, uh, and this was after the Wisconsin game, before the Michigan State game. Do you consider Michigan's win over number 15 Wisconsin at home Jim Harbaugh's biggest win as a head coach of the program up to this point? 73% said yes, 27% said no. I said if you say no, please, you know, what do you consider the biggest win? Uh, Somebody mentioned the Citrus Bowl uh, over 17th-ranked Florida, um, neutral site location, uh, just to kind of point out, uh, for that one, that came from Pelham one, two, three, uh, Michigan tears of joy on Twitter. Um, Mich- uh, Michigan state 2016 was submitted by love the five, uh, blue in Dallas. Um, and then, uh, People talked about uh, other games that were brought up, which I think that we talked about was um, Northwestern when we shut them out. People talked about Penn State in, I think it was 2017, when they had, what, like three points or something like that, and Michigan dominated them like 49-3. to uh, So it was an interesting, good conversation to have. I should have tried doing it this week after the Michigan State game because I think that there would be a bigger consensus that people would agree that that was the biggest one so far doing it on the road. So, right. Yep. But, uh, so sorry, I know it's not Penn state stuff, but I wanted to mention that because it had been a little while, uh, and the longer I wait, the more unrelevant it would become. So, but, uh, so this is an interesting week for sure. Uh, big game, not as big as people may have thought uh, since Penn State is coming in with two losses, but uh, still a serious team uh, team to take seriously with Trace McSorley. Um, and then they had they have lost Saquon Barkley and their offensive coordinator, which I think uh, we've seen uh, effects with so far with this year. So I, um, I'm really kind of interested to see how it goes. I do want to make mention if you guys, if some of the listeners haven't seen this on social media or maybe in some of the, um, articles that have been posted, but last year against, uh, Penn state, which was the most points, it was 42, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Um, 42, 13. Yeah, 42 points was the most points given up by Don Brown's defense since he's been coaching at Michigan. Yeah. Um, it, it bothered – like this – when you want to talk about personal beef, I mean, you guys talk about the Michigan State game last week and everything. This is Don Brown's personal yeah. beef game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's personal. Yeah, yeah. He, he has talked about it. He said that he will wake up and he will be thinking about it, and it bothers him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was not okay with how that game went last year. Like, there's one thing 
I think it's one thing how last year went because everybody knows how the offense was, you know, unable to really support the defense and everything. But that was just, you know, getting pushed around. They, uh, Michigan got bullied yeah. that game. Yeah, I mean, and I think if you remember the first quarter, Michigan and Penn State were kind of, you know, both going back and forth, you know, and then all of a sudden it just all hell broke loose. <laughs> and the defense, you know, I think what the second half was just the Penn State scored upon Michigan big time. And obviously they had the best running back in the country. And, um, and yeah, you're right. I think this is personal for Don Brown. You can tell he's fired up. I think it haunts him, like you said. I think at this game haunts him more than any other team uh, right now because of that fact is – it's almost like he's saying, saying this will never happen again. You'll, yeah, you got yours licking in, but you know that's that that's all you're getting after this. And he's fired up, man. Yeah, and well, the thing that I love too, uh, and of course it bothered us last year, and you know that it got to and bothered uh, Don Brown is that uh, they went to they went down to the wire and they kept playing and they were like ready to score some more points. Um, I mean, they were short of just kicking a field goal just to add more points, basically how they were kind of putting in Michigan's face. So, yep, yep. So it matters to Don Brown. I think that certainly bodes well for Michigan coming into this game. So um, I think I would say one of the things Michigan's if Michigan can focus on one one aspect of that game is McSorley and you brought him up is the guy's a winner. He like, he wins, you know, and he did against the Iowa game, put in, put it in his hands. He, he did it. And the guy knows how to win. And of course, in that first loss by Penn state, Franklin made the bad decision of giving the ball to somebody else and not McSorley. And the guy, the kid is when he's bang. I know McSorley's banged up a little bit. So, um, an offensive line's a little weak and they're not as strong as they have been, but, uh, that's great for Michigan, but, um, yeah, the, the kid's a winner. And I think you are just going to have to put pressure on them. Like we have the other two quarterbacks. So, yeah. Th- um, they were, uh, high hopes for Trace McSorley. He's still one of the best, uh, quarterbacks in the conference. Uh, I do not doubt that at all. I do not think he is. Um, the best, and I know some people were kind of projecting that and things, um, but he exactly like you said, he's a winner, and he can go out and he can make a difference sometimes. Um, right. Personally, I think coaching is kind of maybe their worst enemy because there have been some highly questionable calls um, in different games, um, especially the recent games that they've lost. Um but oh yeah, they had the uh, they just played Iowa this past weekend. That's what it was. Um, but yeah, they and they were close to losing to Iowa. And honestly, if Iowa did not completely botch a yeah. final drive, they yeah, probably would have won because I think they were down by six and they were going for a touchdown, and the quarterback completely missed yeah. that his. I think maybe it was a tight end, but whoever the receiver was he was going to go to um, kind of got bumped at the line of scrimmage. So he was behind. Uh, no, no, he didn't even get bumped. He didn't go with the snap. 
So he was behind by like a second or half a second. And so he threw the ball before the guy was even ready for it. And Penn State, facing the quarterback, saw what was happening and jumped jumped the, the route before the guy even knew what was going on. And it was a turnover right on like the five-yard line or something. So Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, so anyways, um, this Penn State team is not what they were last year, in my opinion. They are not the juggernaut they were. Um, I find it kind of interesting because some people out there are saying that Michigan is just taking advantage of a very bad Big Ten conference this year, where I kind of feel like um, Penn State took advantage of some poor play from the Big Ten last year. Not saying that the Big Ten was bad last year, but they took advantage of some poor play. Right. Um, So, I mean, you can flip that on its head however you want. But, yeah, it's... Uh, but they still definitely have to be taken seriously because Trace McSorley is uh, good. They have talented players and everything. Um, and they have a, oh, I can't remember. Shoot. I think it's their defensive line uh, that is the stronger unit. I can't remember which line it is. I think it's the defensive line. Yeah. 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 Is Bodes. And then a lot of Michigan fans need to know this is this is probably going to be next to Notre Dame. Uh, Michigan's going to be facing right now probably one of the best defenses. Well, Michigan State, too. Um, they're both different. Michigan State has a great pass rush. Um, they have a good uh, rush defense. Um, uh, Penn State, on the other hand, does not. Um, they're okay. They're ranked ninth in the Big Ten. But one of the things Penn State really does well is they are number one in sacks, and they're number one in, I believe, uh, tackles for a loss. So, that's huge. Um, if they can get to uh, Shea Patterson and disrupt him and cause him some problems, uh, that helps out. But I really think Michigan at this point it likes to roll out Shea Patterson. He's good on when he's moving. Uh, I think he throws the ball pretty well when he's open and gets going. That helps out because if you have a standalone quarterback with that kind of uh, a rush coming at you, that's very difficult. So. Those are the two key things is uh, they're number one in those key categories. And I think uh, Michigan is probably really, really going to look at those two tackles on the, on the, on the edge on those rushes coming. Um, and I think they're going to probably get worked pretty good. So Michigan's going to have to do some blocking here. <laughs> so. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, as you said, they, they are a good unit and everything. And even though they already do have two losses, um, like I said, is a, they're a dangerous team. I mean, if you give them an opportunity, they can capitalize and they can make you pay. So uh, well, I have to be reminded here in a second. Hopefully I'll, I'll get to it here before I forget. Uh, we do have a voicemail, so can't forget that. Um, actually, you know what? Let's just go ahead and do that now. Because otherwise, I'm afraid I'm gonna forget. I should have done it. I always like doing those at the beginning because otherwise, I do forget them, just like that. Um, so, kind of throwing a curveball in here and throwing a voicemail here in the middle of things, but then we'll really kind of dive into our thoughts, what's gonna happen Saturday, key players, um, and things of that nature. So, we've got uh, voicemail here, and then we will get into that. Because I love how slow Google Voice is. All right, here we go. Morning, fellas. Um, Stephen Durrell Brown. That Mr. Durrell, 1980. Look, man, 
It's Thursday morning, eight eight oh five where I am. Eight oh six actually, AM. Thursday morning, Michigan State fans are still talking about the game. Still screaming no class. Still screaming about that injury riddled team. Still making excuses as to why they lost. Let me tell you something, Sparty fans, and I want y'all to listen up. As a Michigan fan, I'm gonna show you the same class you all showed us for eight of those eleven years. The only reason you got those victories is because Michigan had the two worst coaches in Michigan history. That's the only reason. Pay attention now. D'Antonio can sit up there and say all he wants. Pride comes before the fall. It's never over. The only class we're going to show you all, I'm sorry, I'm not showing you anything. The only class we need to look forward to is the one taught by your professors. You get what you give, right? You gave us a lot of trash for all these years. And it's not that you all are mad that you lost. You're mad because you know you're going to lose next year and the year after that and the year after that. You wanted Michigan's attention, you have Michigan's attention. You fans, you wanted the attention of us, you now have our attention. Don't get mad that we're giving you what you gave us. Don't get As fans, don't get mad. Mike Valenti, Rico Beard, all y'all guys, because I know y'all listen. That's all y'all do. That's the epitome of little brother. See, you stop taking these whoopings when Michigan says you stop taking these whoopings. Not before. Not before. So you get no mercy, no remorse, no love, no sorrow, period. You wanted the attention of the Wolverines, a big brother. You now have their attention. Don't talk about Michigan State has all these returning starters or these recruits or whatever. You now have the full attention of Jim Harbaugh. You can't take it. That's your problem. I'm a little brother. I know how it feels. I wanted my big brother, his name is Dwayne. I used to want his attention. I'd do anything to get it. Now that I'm older, not so much. So y'all going to take these whoopings for the foreseeable future. And then in a couple of years, you can cry for D'Antonio's head because we know it's coming. Y'all know you're about to get murdered. You know it's over. You had the fun with Rich Rod's trash offense and defense and Brady Hope, who wanted to be uh, uh, D'Antonio's friend. Coach Harbaugh is not here to make friends. He's here to get wins. That's what he's paid to do. So take these whoopings, and you better hope Shea leaves. But that's really not going to matter because Dylan McCaffrey's after him. And McNamara or Milton is after um, McCaffrey. Y'all going to take these whoopings, and you're going to like it. That's all. That's the only choice you have. You have nothing else to do but to lose. So you can lose hard, or you can lose easy. But you're gonna lose. No remorse, buddy. No. Oh man, Steven. <laughs> Love it. That was great, man. Now I'm really disappointed that we didn't didn't do that at the beginning. That would have been great. <laughs> Yeah, man, I love rants. It's you know the funny thing about this is this whole thing is 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 you mentioned it is the the reason why Sparty's the way they are is and and you mentioned it was it's all this program this football program especially the football program is built it's structured from the very beginning from the little brother comment and it wasn't the Michigan winning. It was the mentality put in place from the very beginning, from the very roots. It's the foundation of the football program built on disrespect. And that's what Dan coach D'Antonio put in place there. And that's what he's saying is you build a program based on everybody, you know, 
teaching and telling your players that this person disrespect you if you don't get the full attention of everybody michigan ohio state and everybody all these people and then you just i i just saw one today today about the purdue or um one of the coaches had a little a comment about sparty and then they're plaster all over the news and sparty saying we got slammed by your one uh, the purdue coach i went there you go again you're finding something else, right? If it, if we all talk good about you, you're fine. But if somebody says anything, you take that and you run with it. It's just this program is built from the ground up poorly. It's not built as we're just going to play good football, smash mouth football. It's built by disrespect, and you're just it's the mentality, like you said, the mentality of a little brother. It's not by wins and losses. It's by the mentality that you have for everybody else. Yeah, well, that's another thing, too, is that I cannot think of another football program that does the same thing. Like, there will be times for different games that every program will use it. Oh, we feel disrespected. We're going to go out and prove ourselves, blah, blah, blah. But year in, year out, almost every single game, that's the mentality. Yeah, disrespected. Yeah, oh, yeah, yep, exactly. Yes. Uh, so I, I do apologize, Stephen, that I did not play that at the beginning. That was a great voicemail. Truly appreciate your calls. Uh, that was was great. I'm going to give you a little, uh, little... Get a little sugar on the flakes. Yeah, a <laughs> little, little sugar on the flakes for that one. That that would have been a great uh, sweet opening, sweet beginning to this uh, episode and everything. So totally throw a curveball in there talking about Penn State and then uh, bring up Penn, uh, Michigan State, but right, you know Michigan's build, building. You can tell, you can tell that it's happening. You know what I mean? That the right coaches are in place, the right team, the right quarterback, the leadership of the quarterback. You know what I mean? The winning mentality is back in Michigan. I think you can t- start to see it, and that scares some teams. So, yeah, nope, yep. it's it's good, it's good. So thanks again, Stephen. Sorry that uh, I did not schedule that better here in our talking and everything. But good talk back to Penn State. Um, There's a lot of um, different things to anticipate with this. Uh, We've already talked about Don Brown and the personal. I, I mean, it's not just Don Brown. It's the defense. Like the defense did not like getting owned like that. They, uh, they got pushed around and everything, and uh, they were bothered by it. So they, they want to step up again this year too. So uh, I want to share some numbers here for you guys. Um, where we go? Uh, rushing defense. So we're, we'll talk about the team's defenses here real quick. Uh, everybody knows Michigan's boasting one of the best uh, defenses in the country. I think they're still ranked number one. I, I'm not sure after the bye week. But coming in at ninth um, for the overall rushing defense is Michigan. And then you will find Penn State if you go all the way down to 69. Uh, they are ranked 69th. And they are allowing a average of 161 yards a game. Michigan is allowing an average of 97. Damn. Yeah. Wow. So yep. now let's go to the passing defense. Uh, overall passing defense. Michigan still <clears throat> boasting the number one passing defense. Um, and actually the in the lead by a decent chunk. Um, almost 20 yards um, before you get to the number two team. Which then after that, I mean, you're like 
really close to everything, but Michigan is in the lead by a good margin there. Uh, 122 yards per game. Then if you go down to 66th is where you will find Penn State allowing 225. Yeah. So interesting to think about that here as we're going to be talking about this matchup. Uh, Then we look at the offenses. So for the rushing offense, Penn State comes in ranked uh, 25th, putting up 225 yards a game. And Michigan's not too far behind, uh, 33rd, and they're putting up 212, an average of uh, 212 rushing yards per game. Right. And then we will finish things off here with talking about the – Passing offense, Penn State is at uh, 68th, and they're putting up 234 passing yards uh, average per game. And Michigan is actually a ways behind that. They're still in the 90s. They're in 91st, and they are putting up just over 200, 207 passing yards on average per game. So uh, interesting uh there. Well, the running and then, yeah, you get the passing. So, yeah. And uh, I, uh, of course, you have to talk about or think about then too who the teams have played mm-hmm. and, and the defenses of that nature and things like that. So, yeah. It's quite interesting because, you know, this is a game almost set. If you if you take those stats and you bring them out and you're talking about this game, it really sets itself to be the game for it fits within the offensive line and hopefully uh, Busher Beatty will be back. You know, I think he is. He's going to be at the tackle, so he'll be back. That's great news. Uh, Higdon's all healed up. It's a perfect game for Higdon, man, because Penn State. I think they're giving up mm, 161 yards on the ground per game this season, so in the Big Ten. So that's not too good. But uh, this fits in the Higdon and him getting those yardage. And I believe Michigan's undefeated when it, what, 110 yards over when he gets that many yards on the ground. That's great. But another thing that bodes well with Michigan, this very fact, is Michigan's defense is number one. But McSorley has given up so many sacks, man. He's got 13 now, 13 to 14 right now. That's a lot of sacks he's been getting. He's been taking a lot of hits. That tells you us offensive lines having a hard time blocking, which just really helps Michigan and that defense and that pass rush. And man, when and 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 to add one more little, like you're going to say, the sugar on the flakes is Winovich. Why I think he's he's from that area. He's like only 150 miles away from Penn State and. Penn State tried to come in and grab Winovich, but he already uh, uh, committed to Michigan. So there's a little bit of little flavor right there. Yeah. <laughs> Winovich kind of was like, eh, that's too bad. Michigan already got me. A little bit too too little too late on that end. And Winovich is going to come in beasting. So yeah, that'll be cool to see. Well, I'll say this. If you're, uh, you're kind of going that route and everything, what I think, uh, what I'm hoping for with this game is things to go well for Nordine. Oh, yeah. Because Nordine yeah. was originally going to Penn State. Michigan took yeah. him away. And last year, Nordine missed an extra point. That's right. 
And yeah. after that, uh, I'm not saying all his problems, all his inconsistencies and things like that came after that game, but it kind of looks like that, that that's yeah. the possibility that he's had issues since that game. So I would love to see him have a good game. I have some big kicks and, you know, essentially shove it in Penn state's face and maybe get his, get back in his groove. Yeah. And, and yeah, get all his field goals in and, and show Penn state that they messed up. I mean, what a great time to be Nordeen to say, you picked the, you, you know, I picked the right team, not you guys and, and hits them all. So, yeah. Um, so something that I want to point out uh, here too, I forgot to do it when I was going down the list and everything, just to put in perspective, um, where Penn State ranks and everything. Now, of course, I mean, it depends on who you play and your schedule and things like that. But uh, as far as uh, rushing defenses that Michigan has already faced, mm-hmm. um, ranked ahead of Penn State, and so this is going to be going from the lowest rank to the highest rank ahead of Penn State. I might miss a couple here, but Maryland is ranked as a better rush defense um, than Penn State, uh, who Michigan has already played against. Uh, let's see here. Why am I not seeing anybody else? Why am I not seeing it? Michigan State, obviously, because they're still boasting number one. Um, oh yeah. Notre Dame. It goes Maryland, Notre Dame, Northwestern, um, in order there. And then, uh, Michigan State is up there at the top and everything. So those are rush defenses that are ranked higher than Penn State, uh, to give you some perspective. And then for pass defense, Northwestern is ranked higher. Um, and there's an interesting one here. I'm going to be interested to hear your reaction. Northwestern is ranked higher. Uh, and then Nor- Notre Dame is ranked higher. And Wisconsin is ranked higher. Maryland is ranked higher. Uh yeah. And then here's your interesting one. Rutgers oh, wow. is, is ranked higher for pass defense. Um, wow. So there's your interesting. Rutgers is beating out Wisconsin and Maryland uh, for overall pass defense. So there's that. Those are um, – I, I know Michigan hasn't played Rutgers yet, but I had to throw that in there. Uh, and then as far as rushing offenses that Michigan has uh, played against that are ranked higher than Penn State – uh, here's some names for you. Maryland uh, has a higher uh, rush offense, and so does Wisconsin. And then as far as a as passing game uh, offenses that are ranked higher, you have Nebraska, uh, shockingly enough, Notre Dame, and I think uh, Northwestern. And I thought there was one more. Maybe I missed it. But so so we're talking up Penn State because they are a good team and everything. But you can as you can see, Michigan has already played teams that look and play better than Penn State has. Right. Even right. though Penn State is the fourteenth rate te- uh team currently and everything. Uh they do have some better players, uh position players absolutely than some of the teams that Michigan has faced. This is would you say that it's the best quarterback that Michigan's going against so far? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Um, I, I think I'd be comfortable with that. 
Yeah, because he's a winner. I mean, he wins. I mean, you yeah. get get him the ball, and he he doesn't flinch. He's not one of those guys who's just you know, not can. That's not in his DNA. He, that's what he does well. He likes to win, and he likes to be in the spotlight. So, um, that's yep. the one thing I worry about. You know, it is interesting. I'm going to bring this up again. Is Michigan, and I don't know if Michigan fans know this, but this is interesting. Get that the fact is. Under Jim Harbaugh's tenure, you can tell it's all about running the ball to set up the pass. I, and I get that. At times, I don't always agree with that, but you know, I'm not a coach. I'm just a, a guy on a podcast. But um, but he, he is a run-first, smash-mouth ball, uh, ball kind of guy. And you look at his over, – over his six losses, do you realize that Michigan's have averaged only eight, 82 yards per rush? I mean, uh, total yards rushing, and it's like 2.3 yards per carry in his six losses. That means he's not getting what he's supposed to at all in rushing. But then these wins, you know, he's literally going way over that. But if you take his 1 through 11 in his tenure since 2015, Jim Harbaugh, they've all rushed for under 110 yards, the running backs, and they've, he's lost all of them. Because of that. So obviously, it's imperative that Hignan runs over 110 yards. That's the, like the number he needs to get to. Well, the, uh, uh, the, the running offense needs to break 110 yards. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not even talking about Higdon. I'm just saying, yeah, we need to break over 110 yards. And that's Michigan, man. You look at all the other ones, you know, it, it's, it's amazing. It's He's it went it. We're now at 234 rushing yards per game and five, 5.5 yards per carry on the wins. So that just tells you the drastic difference between Jim Harbaugh's losses and his wins. That you know, he's 85 yards below when he's losing in his you know total yards and rushing, and then that's what he wants to do. And it's amazing these numbers. And I think he's trying to do that with Higdon and, and Evans and those guys. But, uh, yeah, I would look for that. I think he, he knows that Penn State struggles with the rushing defense, and I think you're going to see a whole lot of uh, Higdon. I think, I think you're going to see a lot of the whole wearing down Penn State. So so I, I look at it as this. Be patient with this first half, and then watch Michigan go to work in the second half. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think Michigan might catch fire in the first half. Uh, I'm glad I'm glad that you brought some of that stuff up because I do have something here to mention, some things that I tweeted out, so I know that not everybody that listens to us is on Twitter, but a few things that I want to share. Um, since Don Brown has been the defensive coordinator at Michigan, he's coached 34 games. Of those 34 games, um, opponents have only scored 30-plus points four times. That's 12% of the time they've scored more than 30 points of those 34 games. Um, uh, teams have only scored 40 plus points once that's 3%. As, as I mentioned, that was in 2017, 42 points given up to Penn state. Again, this is personal for Don Brown. This is the, the blemish that he sees on his resume right now as being the defensive coordinator as Michigan. Um, since he's been the defensive coordinator, uh, those 34 games, uh, opponents have been held to 20 or fewer points 24 times, 24 out of 34. That's 71% of the time. Of those 24 games, 
uh, they have won 22 of them. That's 92%. So if they can keep Penn State under 20 points, there's uh, the, re- the records are showing that there's probably a 92% chance that they will they can win that game. Um, other things to add then on the other side is then to talk about the offense. And, uh, I know that we've gone through different things with, uh, offensive coordinators and things of that nature. Uh, I want to, here it is. Um, so since Jim Harbaugh has been the head, the head coach, he's coached 47 games. Uh, Michigan has scored 30 plus points in 25 of those 47 games. That's 53%, a little over half the time. Out of those uh, 25 games, they have won 24 of them, 96%. So almost, it's almost a guarantee if Michigan scores more than 30 points in a game, they're going to win. Oh, yeah. Because because they have the defense to, um, to stop the other team. So if Michigan's offense is capable of putting up the points, Michigan's defense is dependable that it's almost a guaranteed win. Now, uh, kind of the interesting thing here I'll throw in at the end is that since Jim Harbaugh has been the head coach, uh, games that Michigan has not scored 30 points or more, their record is 11 and 11. Yeah. 50% of the time. Wow. Okay. So little interesting notes there and everything. Uh, I was doing some research. I thought that was very interesting. So, so like I said, if well, obviously, if Michigan scores more than thirty points and Penn State scores less than twenty, Michigan wins. But if either of those two things happen, odds are extremely high for Michigan to win that game. Yeah, isn't uh, Penn State both the uh, number one offense in Big Ten as far as points scored? Ah, uh, let's. Uh, Let me try to look that up. Yeah. But Chat, yeah. T- talk about something while I look that up. Well, you know, you and you know, I think we're gonna that defense is gonna stop is gonna work on McSorley big time and then you know, they got a pretty good running back in Miles Sanders. So in uh, that guy who's stepping up in Saquon Bar- Barkley's um place, he's doing a pretty good job. In fact, I think his number's almost exactly the same as uh Higdon. So he's close to a thousand yards. He's about, you know, eight over eight hundred. So, yeah, I think if uh, Michigan focuses on those two guys, uh, I think uh, Michigan can take this game pretty good. So it's just my thing is getting pressure on McSorley and causing him havoc in that pocket. Um, he's a get he he's a playmaker. That's what he does. But you know, you got to shake him up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I just looked up here for the Big Ten Conference. The top scoring offenses are Ohio State, Penn State, then Michigan. Okay. Michigan is, and this is by points. So Michigan scores on average 36 points, Penn State average of 41. As far as the total offense, so this is um, by yardage, uh, the top teams are Ohio State, Purdue, Nebraska, Penn State, Wisconsin than Michigan. So Penn State is averaging uh, 459, and Michigan is averaging 420. Um, and this is for all the games, like conference, non-conference, if I'm not. Yeah, 
So this is not just the games played in the Big Ten, but this is uh, all the team's performances so far this season. Uh, If you want to look at just first conference um, for the total offense, which, again, is the yards, Penn State comes in at four, Michigan comes in at five, um, and then for the scoring offense, then actually uh, Michigan jumps ahead of Penn State, um, tied for second, and then Penn State right after that, um, just a two-point difference there and everything, so... Yeah, those are great numbers. Wow, it's interesting. Yeah, so uh, I do agree, and I, I know that we'll talk about uh, more about this, especially when we're giving our final thoughts and everything. This really comes down to Trace McSorley. I, I honestly yeah, believe that. I agree. I do. I do too. I think you're right. It's absolutely right. Is is that's what Michigan? You look back. Go back. If you can look at any tape or anything on Michigan State on how they handled Nick Sorley is they made him uncomfortable and they they forced him to throw uh, throws that he was late on and he just didn't look com- – he wasn't comfortable in the pocket. And when he was running out, they made him uncomfortable. So they actually pressured him when he rolled out and they got him, kept him in the pocket and they just closed the hole up and his little pocket up. And, yeah, they just made him um, that way the whole night. And Michigan State was able to do it, and I think Michigan, Michigan's got to do that. Yeah, and um, I'll put this out there: it's very interesting because Penn State has performed better on the road than they have at home. Um, their two losses are at home, and they almost lost at home last weekend against Iowa. Um, so yeah, Michigan needs to study what uh, I think most importantly what Michigan State did, yeah. um, because they have the better run defense, but Michigan has the far superior pass defense. So if they can kind of study the way that Michigan state uh, controlled McSorley, uh, I think that would be big for them. Um, Penn state only put up 17 points in that game. Um, I will say this though, too, that he will probably burn us at some point. Uh, That's, that's just kind of going to happen at some point. He will probably get at least one big play. Maybe not. But it's very possible. And so if or when it happens, it's not the end of the world. Now, if he does it all day, then, yeah, that's going to be a problem. But there's just a very good chance that either he is going to find a bomb of a pass, which I think that's less likely with our passing defense, but he will probably wiggle his way through at some point. I think there needs to be a spy on him like 90% of the time and mix right. things up, and I think that they'll be okay because Michigan is going to have one of the best defenses, uh, if not the – well, I mean, considering overall Michigan is ranked uh, as one of the top defenses, this is going to be the best defense that they're facing. Yeah, and you're right, and it's you know, maybe Michigan giving up the big play ability as they haven't before. Is, and do I see Penn State doing that? Yeah, I mean, my thing is momentum. You know, if you can, is, yeah, will Penn State have their moments in momentum? Yeah, they will. But you, you, Michigan's done a great job of stealing it and getting it back. And that's what we've been able to do with Wisconsin Michigan State is anytime they get momentum, we're able to take it back. And I think Michigan's had a hard time doing that last year, and they had an awful time doing it last year. But this year... Anytime a team gets it, Michigan takes it back out of their grasp. And I love that about this team is is 
not letting loose and saying, okay, we can't get it back, but this team knows how to win and get it. And that's what we're going to have to do against this quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. So, um, so essentially that is the biggest, um, shoot, one of my advantage or the, the key point for Penn state, uh, what is their, their strongest asset? And we just kind of talked about that. Um, where do you think that Michigan can have their strongest performance or essentially, uh, take it to Penn state? Where, where do you think they're going to capitalize the most against Penn state? Well, I think it's more than likely going to be um, just based on the – I think they're going to focus – it's weird because I keep going when I head towards the Higdon and the offensive line and then, them, you know, Penn State doesn't have the greatest pass uh, – not pass rush, but the rush defense. They don't have a very good one. Um and part of me wants to go there, but I think Franklin's going to do that. I think they're going to focus on Higdon and shutting them down. I think they may be able to do this in the, on, through the air because I think Penn State and their staff know they're going to try to force Michigan to win this ball game through the air. And that's not part of what Jim Harbaugh is, but I think they can have some uh, – some success there because the very fact is uh, people's Jones is doing really well. Uh, I love Nico and his big body, how he can get up there and get that ball in the red zone. I think he needs to get the ball more because he's just a nightmare uh, matchup. Um, and I think they'd be able to do it on the, on, through the air. I think this might be the time to do it. It's at home. Um, we'll see thing, where things go. I mean, I know you're talking about how the first, half of the games might be different, but I just think Michigan has this way of, you know, they like to trade punches defense for defense and offenses don't seem to go very well in the beginning of the first half. And then it clicks in the second half. And this game seems to set up for that, but uh, I'd like to see Michigan come out and just score, (laughs) you know, that'd be great. Um, But yeah, I see it through the air this time. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I think that Michigan will be able to capitalize uh, with the passing game. I think that will be a big part. Uh, I mean, I definitely do agree that they'll both have um, success and everything. And uh, it'll be be good. I think it'll be fun. I think the atmosphere will be great. I think that people are getting – not saying that people weren't into it, but I kind of feel like there was a turning point in the season with the Wisconsin game. Um, Not that, like, necessarily with the team and everything, but just, like, it was a great atmosphere. Uh, People went crazy. Uh, The the stadium atmosphere, the noise and everything, people are getting into it more. Um, And I think – and I hope that carries through for the other games. Um, obviously, that was a night game, so it was kind of a unique situation and everything. So it'll be interesting to see with this one if everybody gets into it again. So uh, a lot of things going well for Michigan. Um, I I don't know anything. I haven't heard anything. But they're, of course, with not knowing the details of the injuries, Gary could potentially come back. Uh, Tariq Black, this could be in his time frame. How huge would that be? That would be insane. 
So uh, it will be very – Sorry. You think Harbaugh's holding them off out? I you know think I mean? it, because I, I think Tariq Black has had was wearing pads last time. He's in, but you think he's just kind of being very ginger about it, like seeing where the game goes. You know what mm, I mean? No, I don't. I personally don't think so. I think that he's um, giving him plenty of time, and so that was was that the Michigan State game that he was in pads, right? Was, or was right. it Wisconsin? Um, yeah. So that. I, I think that he's been close. I think that was maybe a mind, a mental thing because th- he went on the field too. Yeah, he had a couple of snaps, right? Yep. Um, I don't know if he played a snap. I know that I, I remember somebody mentioning that he did get on the field, but then there was a chain, a personnel change or a timeout or something, and then he didn't go back on the field. So he at least at one point was on the field. I don't know if he was on the field for a snap. I think it was more of a mental game. And I do think that he was close. And so having this bye week, I think, was just an even bigger help. And yeah. so I do think that there's a good potential for him to be back. I think he's been held out just because there were issues last year and the issue this year. You know, waiting longer is better. Um, and also it wouldn't hurt to have more offensive weapons and make Penn State look bad considering how things went last year. I would not be surprised to see both, of, both Rashawn Gary and Tariq Black back. Um, but at the same time, I would be more surprised to see Rashawn Gary and not to see Tariq Black than I would the other way around. Right. I agree. Yeah. So, but we'll yeah. see. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I mean, of course, injuries are what they are. Um, they can get better. They can flare up and different things like that. So there has been no real solid information I mean, other than both of them have been practicing off and on. Um, so they're obviously getting better, but that is no indicator of the timeline of when they might be back or anything like that. So I would love to see both of them play oh, yeah. a game or two before Ohio State. But I mean, you, I, they're, I'm no pro- medical professional or physical therapist or anything like that. So trust them, trust their thought process, trust their decision. Um, the team's been not, not saying that they're not needed, but the team's been doing fine. So. Yeah. And Michigan having much needed rest for uh, having a bye week um, is, it could be good, could be bad, but Penn state with a grueling um, win against Iowa, just, you know, and then having to come into the big house and then try to play us is going to be tough for them. So, um, you know, and it, part of me kind of goes, bye weeks can help or hurt because you're kind of cold coming in. But, um, yeah, I mean, much needed rest, getting the guys healthy and ready to go and healed up is a good thing. Um, something else that I'll mention, and I'm sorry I wasn't able to absolutely confirm this, but I recall seeing that it was out there on social media that James, uh, wait, is James Frank? All of a sudden, I'm blanking. His first name's James, right? Yep. Okay. I, for some reason, I don't know why I was all of a sudden thinking it was someone else. Anyways, Franklin uh, was has not, if I'm not mistaken from what I was reading, been a ranked team on the road ever as a head coach. Wow. When he was at Vanderbilt or Penn State. So I, I might be mistaken from maybe it's just at Penn State, and yeah. I – um, but that's what I saw on social media. I did not have time to double check it, but if that's true, that's 
very interesting because obviously Michigan had that issue for quite some time. And if that's Franklin's issue, then he's coming in against a ranked team on the road. So there's that little tidbit. Yeah, that's wow. That's interesting. So that's, um, like I said, I, I wish I had more time to confirm some things. I did more research this week, but didn't quite get around to that one. So, all right. Well, we are, wow, we are going kind of long here and everything. So let's go ahead and move real quick. And we'll get into lock it or dump it. And then we will kind of get into final thoughts. All right. Sounds good. Okay. All right. So bringing up lock it or dump it three questions each week if you like it you lock it if you don't you dump it um here's the first one michigan will have more passing touchdowns than rushing touchdowns Ooh, that's a good one yeah mm. i'm gonna say dump that all right <laughs> Even though I just said offense would probably do better this time, but well, that I mean that doesn't mean it. That just means that they might have more yards and more production. That doesn't necessarily mean that the touchdowns will be punched in by right. passing the ball. Um, uh, it's tough to say because um, Michigan, even playing the number one rushing defense last week, Higdon put up 144 yards. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I, it was two rushing touchdowns, I believe, to one passing touchdown. Yep. Um, so you're going they, up against ninth rank. Yeah, rushing. they do like uh, they do like rush, rushing the ball in when they get close. So I am going to dump that as well, actually. Even though I think there are going to be – I agree with you. There are going to be some big plays that are passing plays. Like a game made for Mason, man. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think there will be more rushing touchdowns than passing touchdowns. All right, so just talking about Higdon, too, here comes the second question. Higdon, or, or lock it or dump it, it's not really a question. Higdon will put up 150-plus yards. I'll lock that. Ooh, lock it. All right. Yep. Yeah, um, to put in a little perspective, uh, like I said, against the number one defense on the road – Number one rush defense, Higdon put up 144. And uh, back against Western Michigan, Higdon put up 156. So he has broken 150 yards this season. Uh, That was the only time, but he got really close last week against a really good rush defense. And this offensive line has just been getting better and better and all those things. So I am uh, going to go and follow you with that and i'll lock that as well yep um that one i was already kind of set on uh, i think if he gets 150 he'll be around a thousand yards yeah and he's and he's doing really good i don't know if i'll get around to uh, this episode but he is he's in the top 20 for uh some records with uh, michigan rushing so um here's the last one then Nordine will not miss a field goal or extra point in this game. <laughs> will not. Mm. Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna dump that. Oh, 
Yeah. Hater. I know, man. I can't show me. He hasn't showed me anything. Yeah, it is kind of one of those where it's just like, prove me wrong. Oh, but yeah. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'll lock it because I think there will not be mer- very many field goals. I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong, um, but I don't think he's going to miss an extra point. Maybe he'll kick like one or two field goals. I don't think he's going to have to deal with too long of a field. You know what's going to probably happen, though? It's going to be another halftime thing where it's like, let's kick a 55-yard field goal. But he's going to make it this time. use that whole Penn State thing and then do well. Yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping for. That's what he needs to do. Yeah. Nordin, listen to me. You need to do this for me, man. Yeah. Get those. You can do it. This is your game, buddy. This is Penn State. I believe in you. I believe in get, you, man. Yeah, get it, buddy. Um, 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 all right. So before we go into our final thoughts, we do also talk about the other um the other Big Ten games. And so I gotta pull this up here. Here we go. All right. So we do a a lot game of the week, uh Big Ten matchup other than uh, the Michigan game. I actually got to... There we go. Get that music going. Okay. So, starting with our noon games, Rutgers is going on the road to Wisconsin. Um, and Wisconsin is favored by 28.5 points. Uh, coming off of that loss to Northwestern. Uh, Michigan State goes on the road to Maryland, where they... Uh, where Michigan State is favored... Or, Yes, sorry, favored by two and a half points. Uh, Nebraska going on the road to number 10 Ohio State, where the Buckeyes are favored by 17 and a half points. Minnesota is going on the road to Illinois, where the Golden Gophers are favored by nine and a half points. Sixth, uh, very interesting one for the West, 16 Iowa going on the road to Purdue. Now we're into the 330 games. Um, where Purdue is favored by two and a half points. So unranked Purdue is favored by two and a half points at home against Iowa. And then the night game for the Big Ten, the only non-conference game, number four Notre Dame is going on the road to Northwestern where they are, the Irish are nine and a half point favorite, 715 at night. Craig, what's your, what's your lock? Oh man. I think that uh, I think the um, Purdue game is off. I don't think that's yeah. What do they they have Purdue up by what two points? Yeah, Purdue favored by two and a half points. Yeah, that's. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, so, so you you think Iowa's going to? No, yeah, okay. yeah. I think they're going to beat Purdue pretty good. So, um, man, oh man, this is the bad ones. Um. Oh, you're not. Lo- that's not what you're locking in, though. No, I'm not locking that one in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that's totally opposite. <laughs> um, man. Well, I mean, you could you could take Iowa with the points beating uh, yeah. Purdue if you want I to. Am. I'm going to take. Yeah, I'll take Iowa beating Purdue okay. points. Yep. Uh, you have Iowa plus two and a half beating Purdue. Okay. Um, then let's see here. I will take, man, you know, things should be kind of crazy with Notre Dame and Northwestern, but I'm not going to take that. 
Uh, I'm a little bit intrigued on um, Ohio State only being favored by 17.5 points versus Nebraska, of all things, but I'm not going to go there. So I'm between Michigan State, Maryland, and Minnesota, Illinois, um, because I really do think, especially with the – the crazy stuff going on with Maryland that Michigan State could easily cover that. Oh, I've kind of avoided Michigan State and Ohio State because I, I don't like getting um, biased. But, okay, I will take uh, Michigan State um, covering the negative two. Against Maryland. So we'll see how that goes. All right. If uh, yeah. Nebraska ever wants to save their season, it'd be this weekend. Yeah. Beat Ohio State, man. Yeah, they are definitely having a rough time of things for sure as they are sitting at uh, – they do have two wins. Yeah. But they – but it ain't looking very good. They had, they, wasn't it Minnesota, I think? Yeah, they beat Minnesota, and then they beat Bethem or whatever that crazy yeah. nonsense this would was. be a really big signature win if they beat them. Yeah, Ooh. that could be pretty crazy, because then they finish, um, yeah, they're on a two-game winning streak. <laughs> they beat Minnesota, and they beat uh, Bethem, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Um, and then they're playing Ohio State. Then they play Illinois, Michigan State, and Iowa. So, yeah, they definitely don't have an easy road. They do have a couple opportunities for maybe a big win um, to find some success there. But, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, we are going long. But uh, final thoughts now. We're going to be talking about uh, Michigan hosting uh, – number five Michigan hosting number 14 Penn State. Michigan favored by 10.5 points. The over-under is 52.5. Craig, I will go ahead and let you start things off. Once the music kicks in, feel free to take it away. Big game for Michigan. Uh, Coming off a win at um, Sparty Stadium. Michigan's on a roll. I think they're going to carry those momentum. They have the bye week, which gets all our players healthy. Um, that's a great time. I think I think Michigan they come out a little bit cold in the beginning. Um, that's to be expected, and then they start heating up. And I just think Michigan does a good job of handling Penn State. Penn State's gonna have their moments, the mo- momentum, and things like that. They're a good team. You stop McSorley, I think you're gonna easily beat Penn State. Um, but I have uh, Michigan winning 28, and then Penn State uh, with 17. Okay. Well, it's uh, revenge tour time for Don Brown. Don Brown. The stash. The the Don. The stash. (laughs) Um, Penn State has the lowest points that they have put up have been 17 and 26. Uh, then after that is uh, 33 and 30. I think that um, I'm pretty close with you on what Penn State's going to do scoring wise. I don't think that they're going to break 17. I really think that the de- I, I, 
I can only imagine that Don Brown is going to do his best to try to shut them out. Um, I, I really do believe that. I don't know if they'll get it. I think that Michigan um, is very clear with this game. I mean, they're favored by 10 and a half. Uh, so that kind of speaks for itself a little bit. And I think that they will capitalize. I think the defense uh, will wear them down. I uh, will wear Penn State down. And I think Penn State's defense will get worn down from how much they have to be on the field. So I'm going to uh, spread it out a little bit more. And I will say that Penn State will put up. Let's do 13. And Michigan will put up. Oh, man. 34. Yeah. I, I would love for uh, now. This is what I would love. This is what I would want to happen. Um, if, if you could say, Hey, what do you want to happen? Of course you want them to like blow them out and everything. Um, if I could put in a request, I would be like, I would love you guys to beat them by more than they beat us last year, which was 29 points. Um, that's why I would love. But if I could really, really get what I uh, would like is if they could beat them by more points than Penn State has beat any team this year. (laughs) Right. And that's 53 points. Yeah. So if Michigan shut them out and put up over 53 points, oh, my gosh. That'd be amazing. That would be insane. Uh, but as I was saying, though, I really do believe that Don Brown is going uh, like it is. He always, I can he, imagine, demands so the best. He circled this game. Yes, but I think that I don't know if he ever really is just. I, I don't know if it's always kind of on his like to do list or this is what I'm going to try to do, you know, for a shutout. But if it's if it never has been. I could see it for this game where he's just like, I don't care about any other game if it's a shutout, but this one I'm going to do our best to try to make it a shutout. Right. I could see it. But. Oh, yeah. 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 So there you have it. There are thoughts for um, Michigan versus Penn State. Anything, any final things before we close off, Craig? Or Nope. Just get it done, but boys, let's do it. Let's keep this train going. Yes, and uh, some people have talked about Michigan coming off a of bye week. I think it's, I think it's Michigan's three and one, or is it one, uh, two and two, or something like that. Okay. Um, which I, I'm not really too concerned about it. I mean, that was a thought that popped into my head. Uh, but this year, it's not really too much of a concern for me because the team that it is the way this team has been playing and things of that nature. Because like I said, if anybody's going to be ready, it's going to be Don Brown on defense. So come after a bye week, come after any game. I think they'd be ready for this anyway. So uh, quickly share with you guys before we go, if you want to contact us, uh, you can email bluebrothersportscast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at blue bros underscore Caleb or underscore Craig. Uh, we're on there pretty much every day. Uh, if you want to call in like Steven has or a uh, number of other listeners have, 
um, throughout the episodes, you can call us at 551-258-3276. Really easy to remember that is 551-BLUE-BRO. So we thank you guys for always listening. Uh, we really appreciate you guys. This should be a good weekend. It's been a good game. I haven't checked the weather. Hopefully it's nice. We'll see. Um, but uh, until next time, we'll finish with Go Blue. Go Blue.